The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Oh, brother. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, drummer for the Black Crows, hosts his own show on Fox Sports Radio, a guy who claims two college teams as his own and you still don't hate him, Steve Gorman. It is a pleasure. Steve, but first, it's the Waterhouse Update, brought to you by Fly Detector, the little lie detector just for insects. The Masters, funny name for a tournament held at a plantation in the Deep South. Patrick Reed wins over the Halloween Twins. Ricky Fowler in orange and Jordan Spieth in black. Reed did not back away from any challenges or apparently the cookie platter in the clubhouse. Nice to see a champ who isn't afraid to order the fried cheese curds once in a while. Tiger finished tied for 32nd, which is high enough to net him a top-tier waitress from Cracker Barrel. Last year's champ Sergio Garcia was bringing Reed his new green coat and dropped it in the water. That Masters wrap-up brought to you by Baker's Dozen Dozen, the Sleep Aid Donuts, America's Pastime, no, not failing at a microbrewery, baseball, Angel's Japanese Phenom Show, hey Tenny did something no one's done since Babe Ruth pounded a quart of gin and hit a bus with a homer. Something like that. My stat man Jimmy fell asleep. NASCAR! Kyle Busch wins in Texas and makes the playoffs. Really? The playoffs? LeBron's not going to like going up against a car. And finally, the NFL. Defensive lineman Alton Smith was arrested for the third time in two months, tying a record set by 147 other NFL players. That Waterhouse update brought to you by High Fructose Corn Syrup. Don't worry, something worse will come along. And now it's talk time, Steve Gorman. Now listen, uh, you're a Michigan man and also a Western Kentucky man. And my friend, you may be the only one who's doubled those up. I've been waiting for years, looking, searching for another so afflicted sports fan. How did this happen? Uh, Michigan family roots, as they say, born in in the Wolverine State, moved as as a mere infant uh, to 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 Baltimore before then at the age of ten, moving to Western Kentucky, specifically Hopkinsville. Man, you and you need then, Google Maps to follow. You this. do, and then and then and then my college years, the nineteen, the fall of eighty three, I enrolled at Western Kentucky University. Now they are the Hilltoppers. The Hilltoppers. Uh, oddly enough, because Damn the campus, it, I should have saved that for my for my pop quiz. Nuts! I, I, <laughs> oddly enough, because the campus is set upon a giant hill. Man, you know they put two and two together, which a lot of people don't do. And that compliment brought to you by Smackaroni, the macaroni that'll take your tongue out back and slap it around. <laughs> now, best example as a Michigan man of something you did to piss off Ohio State fans. Oh, well, on my show, on the radio show, I, that's a regular occurrence. I, I take shots at really? the Buckeyes just, at all times. It's like the speed bag. Oh, the, su- the Suckeyes. <laughs> the, 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 the Suckeyes are waiting to be punched at all times. And I, and, I, and I think what ultimately it is is I don't even try to act like they don't own us 
in uh, in in general in, in football. Oh, really? No, no. It's I mean, Michigan's last twenty years have been abysmal, and Ohio State is it's so to the point. And so my my greatest joy is watching Ohio State fans still punch up even though they've been in the driver's seat for two decades yeah they're still acting they're still yeah. the red-headed stepchild in this equation <laughs> no matter what and it will clearly never change it's and they've like, literally, literally never been no. on the field the red-headed stepchild no that, yeah no. it was been 70 years of kicking people in the ass it's, 66 to you know three. you know michigan still holds the all-time win-loss record over ohio state but but we're going back to you know, leather helmets to make that still make sense. Like, you know, my son guys is, would comb their hair between <laughs> plays. My son is my son is eighteen this year and he looks at me and says two things regularly. You know, you really didn't need to make me a Michigan fan. I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to. And the other one is he'll 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 go, I mean so we used to beat them, really? Like that used to happen? Because in his lifetime I think it's I think Dad, he's, I'm eighteen. He's I think it hasn't he's, happened yet. I, I think he's Two fifteen and one. Oh, brother, <laughs> it's terrible. Those are Wisconsin numbers. Now you yourself, from a pretty big family, big enough where you sometimes forget that uh, you have an entire brother. Now, did, did that help or hurt you? Like a big family? It. it I, I don't. I, I can't imagine anything else. I was the youngest of eight. Youngest, oh brother, and, and man, six. that's a lot of slaps by the time it gets down to you. Oh, good that's lord, ten or twelve. And and you have to know that it is just as simple as. Uh, old man comes home, bad day at the office. The first boy, oh, there's brother. six boys and two girls. Man. The first boy he sees is getting getting yelled at for something, and then that just immediately turns wow. and goes yes. down the staircase. This is uh, like a 12-0 top of the first. That's exactly They're up 12 nothing. <laughs> yeah, Here comes young Steve Gorman. There it is. That's it. You're, you're, that's exactly what it felt like. Yeah, brother. That's hard. But it toughened you, I imagine. It, it, there's a bit of a hard shell. I, I, I learned at an early age, if I can get through the day at home, the rest of planet Earth is kind of a pushover. Wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you were like sparring against Larry Holmes. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know he never went and down. Go out and play, you know, and then you go out and just have to box. You like, know, Larry, Larry took a lot of punishment. Like one of the Grizenko brothers, whatever the <laughs> hell their names are. If memory serves, not too many people put Larry down. No, yeah, he just kept <laughs> no. coming. Yeah, they would kind of look at him through that headgear and go, you know something, you should not be sparring partner. Yeah. You should you know, be boxer. Not like a not like not like a waitress in Vegas, but like Larry Holmes. He just keeps coming at you. Just keeps coming at. you. See? Man, that uh, compliment of a Chet Waterhouse sponsor brought to you by Grampoline, the goose down trampoline for retirees. <laughs> Easy does it with Grampoline. Now you got a radio show, Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Oh, now yeah. you're kind of loose on that. I like it because you can kind of fling out the Sonny Rollins sax solo because you know you got Jeffrey there. With some uh, actual facts to kind of reel you back in. Yeah, I I, I, I walked in the. This side. is your cousin. Hey, it is my cousin, Jeffrey and, Gorman, uh, 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 who, whose family stayed in Michigan, so he grew up oh, in the shadow of of the big of the big house oh, the big and Beckler. Not much of a shadow though, because it's kind of sunken. It, it does sink down. So it's That's about true. a four foot wall. Really, you got to time up. it just right. You, yeah. you get there late afternoon, you can you can find a shadow. <laughs> there uh, you go. I uh, got a crouch. Yeah, we we walked into the we we got into the sports uh, talk radio world through the side door, if you will. Um, started doing it locally in Nashville because the idea of a musician doing sports talk in Nashville doesn't strike people as weird. 
<laughs> no. It's that simple. It's Music City. Yeah, yeah man, man. I sat well, in on maybe the, he can bring something to it. I sat in on the afternoon drive show uh, one day, and the program director said, "Man, you get you sound good. This is funny. Do you want to do a weekly bit?" And I said to him, "I'd rather do my own show." And he went, "Oh, okay." <laughs> What is it? <laughs> and Chet, you might not remember this. This was back in, this yeah, is brother. 10 years ago. Testing my memory. I was starting with uh, 10 or 11 years ago. I was just doing a sit-in as a guest spot, and I called you because at the time, the Nashville Predators were under threat of being purchased and oh, moved. Oh, I do remember that by Canadian. But Who Jim, wanted to Jim, move them to Saskatoon Jim, or something? To Hamilton. Hamilton. Jim oh. Balsilli, the Blackberry guy. I remember. Guy. And well, uh, and and, and you had Italian been in Canada. Well, you had been in touch. You were contacted to potentially. Uh, that is correct. Work with the new Hamilton Predators. Yeah, they wanted to. Uh, they wanted me to do play by play, which would have been a big break for me. I got to be honest, because yeah. I'm down doing things like the uh, interstate to barehanded highway culvert hunt. Although that is one wild event. Uh, last year's champion Bo Riggs uh, pulled out a refrigerator and a beaver. <laughs> and, the, and that one, it, so it's wild. But this would have been a step up into the bigs, but I could not take it. Yeah. No, I could no, take it. No, it's, you uh, cannot move something out of America to Canada, even if it's hockey. Balsillie was out of his mind. Yeah, and well, look where the Blackberry is now. Yeah, you know? in, in the toilet. Quite if, literally flushed down yeah. the toilet. That's the one thing the Blackberry could do, the, is you could actually flush it down the toilet. <laughs> Oddly biodegradable. No, no, you know, thinking way ahead, that was. Wow, that, uh, that item brought to you by Splinters, the fun new game that always teaches a lesson, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, <laughs> drums just kind of, they just kind of jumped on you like a drunk coxswain. I mean, you didn't really play as a kid, and then you kind of said, I'm going to play. You really didn't have lessons. You you just started up, and it came naturally to you. I spent years uh, air drumming and listening to records obsessively saying, I I can do this. I should do this. Did you ever try? Did you ever sit down? Well, in fourth grade, I joined the school band, which meant I got to get a snare drum. But then, that, but then I was also given a book and a set of sticks and told to learn what is called rudiments. Oh, brother, that'll stop again. And it stopped me dead. Yeah. I, I wanted to, you know, I'm looking at this going, I want to rock, man. I got some, I got some Keith Moon action I got to get out. And uh, they wanted me to work the Yellow Rose of Texas press roll. <laughs> what are you, 12? Uh, was, that was, no, nine. Nine. So you're thinking like discipline. Not a chance. Time. Not I don't have chance. either of those. Neither. And, uh, and so then, no, I, I spent years literally just, just thinking, I, I really feel like I can do that. And the first time I sat at a drum kit, I just, could start, I just started playing a beat. And I was like, yeah, I knew it. Wow. So it was just inherent in you. It really was. I mean, I'm, you know, I sound like kind of an asshole saying that, but it's real. I just, I could, I just from, I don't remember not thinking that that's what I should be doing. So we just touched on this. We won't name names, but uh, you came naturally. Bam! You're playing. You're pounding. And then there's other guys. Oh boy! Who can uh, play for a long time? Am, they're almost all amateur drummers. I don't know yeah. pro that because uh, you got to be tremendous to be pro, even on a bad level. Yeah, well, you got to be pretty good. But, but you know, but 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 there are guys who like play because they love to play. Yeah, they got a big kit. They got a room in their house dedicated to the drums. And well, what did you say? Six seconds. That that yeah, it takes about six seconds to realize. Okay, if you're loving this, great. <laughs> 
but you you've hit a wall. I mean, there's there's you've there's, hit a wall there's, in there's six seconds. There's a level of uh, just, and it's just it's it's not unlike a guitarist. I mean, it's a, it's a piece of wood in your hands, and the way that you put that against other objects, it either f- has some feeling or it doesn't. It's it doesn't. it's like it's like a short game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like let's go yeah. over to the, let's go over to that par three, yeah. and and get near the green, and right away that's when you separate right. the wheat from the chaff. That's really Who's true. Got and touch you just want to tell those guys probably, you know what? Get a classic car and fawn <laughs> over that. You can't mess that up. It's it's yeah. tightening and torquing and filling yeah. levels. Anybody can just do that. Just take it into a mechanic and do the paint stuff yourself, yeah. and then drive it on the Fourth of July. One of the great, one of the all time great frustrated drummers, smart enough to make the switch. A young Jay Leno. Not many people know that. That is true. Man, good shot. Good trivia brought to you by Bird's Nest Natural Forest Bedding. Feel nature jab you right through your pajamas <laughs> with Bird's Nest. Now, the Black Crows, the Robinson Brothers, who formed the Black Crows, kind of rock and roll's version of the 1972 Oakland A's, constantly fighting, yeah, yet sure. still very, very good. And make no yeah. mistake, the Robinson Brothers... Do not like each other. Yet it worked. There is – what do they say? No love lost. No. How would you stumble in the, with those ne'er-do-wills? I um, – I, uh, I, excuse me. I was uh, looking for any reason to drop out of college at Western Kentucky University. Sure. The where I was studying broadcasting. <laughs> and if, even if, that had, had just a little too much discipline. Oh, yeah. Way too much. Way too much. <laughs> um, Nine o'clock class? What are you, crazy? What do you mean Lab? Lab? What are you talking about? Just put me on a camera. Give me a microphone. I want to talk about sports highlights. Um, I was looking for any reason to drop out, and a friend of mine, a kid I'd grown up with, had, had, was in Atlanta, and he called and said, hey, you're playing drums now, right? And I lied to him and said, yes, I am. And he goes, well, do you want to start a band? I'm going to do it. And I got a bass player, and I, you know, and I'm, you know, he's a guitar player. And I thought, you know, if I don't say yes, then I'm going to spend 50 years going, what if I'd gone to Atlanta to start a band? Right. So I said, yeah, I'll do it. And I dropped out and moved down a few months later after a a, a pit stop in my hometown of Hopkinsville, Kentucky, at the Flynn Blue Jean uh, uh, way station where wow. I where I had to earn a little cash. Before, uh, before uh, kids out there. Before there were like Amazon uh, warehouse <laughs> distribution centers, That's right. there were actually just like one warehouse yeah. where they made the jeans. And then guys like Steve, who were looking to be musicians but didn't have the money yet and knew yeah. they needed uh, to buy like a cymbal and rent an apartment, would go to these uh, warehouses yeah. and say, what do you have to do? Well, you've got to sling a giant pallet of jeans out of that truck by yourself. With no forklifts or anything. That's kind of what it used to be like. Okay, go ahead. It was very similar. And I'll take a brief, specifically what it was, is a giant truck backed in every morning, and it was full of jeans. Wow. That were, and those jeans were in. I almost hit it on the head. Those jeans were in bundles of 48, but they they were bundled by style, not size. So you had the, the, the acid wash jeans. Here's 48 of those. And then you got the faded denim. Here's 48 of those. And so we would spend the morning unloading a truck full of jeans and then resorting them by, by size. size. Oh, brother. And then putting them right back onto the same truck. Good Lord. And the next day there'd be a different truck. That was my job for a few months. Man, oh, man, the guy who ran that company needs to shut the microwave door because I think some of those fumes were hitting him right in the head. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, that insult brought to you by Main Course Chewing Gum. Try our famous Clams Casino 
and the all-new chicken parm gum. <laughs> so I got $1,400 tucked away. Perfect. And, Go and, to Atlanta. And, uh, and, and I said, okay, I'm done working. I'm going to get a bus ticket and move to Atlanta. And I had a last few days with friends. And real fast, I was down to $1,200. And I went, I better get there quick because I'm going to spend all this money. So I moved to Atlanta with $1,200, bought a kit, bought everything I needed, and, uh, and started a band. And we set up in, in, a, in a house that we were renting. My, my band, and there was one extra roommate who was Chris Robinson. And My so, goodness! So that was uh, he's the first person when I moved to Atlanta. He was the yeah. guy that picked me up from the bus station. So normally, yeah, the extra roommate. Yeah. Who everybody, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, you want to go. I hope that guy gets a different place. Soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the guy who's Chris Robinson. That, that That's was the unbelievable. Guy. And uh, and as we were the two non-smokers, we actually shared a room in the house. There was two bedrooms, and we had two mattresses on the floor. You know what Perfect. I mean? Just it was a, it was a proper rock and roll flop house. Oh man, that's amazing. Well, speaking of proper rock and roll, I got a rock and roll. I got a real rock and roller here. So let's get some tales from the road. Let's punch these babies up. Worst gig ever. The worst gig ever. Wow. Um, and I know you may be picking from a bundle of forty-eight it's, it's, it's a, acid washed. That's exactly memories. right. That is a fact. <laughs> I gotta go. Um, there was. I'll think of. I'll give you two. In the local band pre record label days, we played the basement of a Chinese restaurant in Greensboro, North Carolina. We well, that were doesn't add up right there. The pay was Chinese food. Well, that, and that's when I learned. I never heard. But, the, but if I may add, Chinese food cooked in Greensboro, North Carolina, which and and it introduced me to a new term I'd never heard of in 1988: MSG headache. <laughs> I thought it was a migraine, and one of the guys goes, "No, it's just this is what MSG does." And I said, "What's MSG?" I didn't even know what that was. It was a little. So little, they put on Chinese yeah. food in North Carolina Ooh. to make black-eyed peas taste halfway decent. But we, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was the. Uh, it was the curried collard greens that <laughs> yeah. got me. Um, the uh, but the part, but but so the the they it's this little I don't I don't remember much about it other than they said we were coming we had a gig in Chapel Hill and then somebody there said oh there's this place in Greensboro let me see if they got an opening night the night the next day and we said sure we end up at this place and the it's just a, we only dealt with a woman who spoke very broken English. And she Perfect. said, "We, you know, set the band up. We set up and sound checked. She fed us. We all had horrible headaches. And, and then, then you played. And then we oh, got on stage to play. And there were exactly no people. There was oh, not man. one person came into the door. And 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 she said, well, you got to play anyway.' And we were like, uh, okay. And you eat food, and, you play. And then an old friend, a family friend, did turn up of mine." So we had one paying customer, and then and we were playing for him. And then a second guy walked in and said, "Y'all know any Coog? John Cougar? Y'all know any Coog?" And we said, "No." And he turned around and walked out. And that was it. That was the gig. We played. We played about forty minutes. That is bad. That was pretty rough. Now the act that surprised you as to how nice they turned out to be. Oh man. Any heavy metal band I've really? ever met. The nicest people in the world go into heavy metal music. Man. Um, All the aggression must come out in the music. I, I think that's exactly what it is. They, they are, just they don't are, feel like popping you in the head with a, an electric cattle prod on the city bus. Cause yeah, they're the, they're the angry kids who found an outlet. Right. <laughs> and they, they get off stage and they're like, thank you for coming to see me. I'm, that insight brought to you by, Spl- uh, by Kaboom. Explode your way through sweeping chores with Kaboom. <laughs> 
This is a real commercial. Hey, folks, here's some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage, and you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. Weird, right? Well, here's another tip you also might not know about. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly one million used cars, you'll enjoy real price on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience whether you buy new or used and with true car users can see what others paid so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying they're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with true car certified dealers when you're ready to buy a new car or a used car check out true car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience Some features not available in all states, but hell, you're in a good state. That was a real commercial. So any heaven, and that's a good tip, festival that should be shut down. All of them. (laughs) Every last one of them. Every last one. That is not the way to watch rock and roll. Put put it this way. Not the way to play rock and roll. Put it this way. No, if I'm I'm fine if I'm on stage. I'll never go to one. If I'm I'm at a festival, I got a backstage pass and a parking pass. Yeah, if that bus comes up within 30 feet of that stage, you're fine. And an an itinerary for the day. As in, you, you play now and then you leave. I get away from those things. Man. That's another great tip. Drummer, no one knows who's just killer. Oh, there's so many of them, but um, there's a guy. um, Well, geez, hold on. I've really got to think about this because if it's that nobody knows. This thought process brought to you by spelling bees. (laughs) The bees that don't just make honey, they pronounce it phonetically and ask for it to be used in a sentence. Two drummers, no one knows. Who are killer. Ooh, well, that's funny. Um, there is a guy named, there was a local band in Atlanta back in the 80s called 86, the number 86. And their drummer, Mac, was incredible. And he went on to play, I believe, with the Jesus Lizard, but uh, but still not a household name by any stretch. Right, right. He's, he's a drummer that uh, when I first saw him play, I thought, I just need to stop. Like, wow. Oh, I have to do that? Yeah. Like, you know, he's one of those guys. You're like, Ooh, oh, that's boy. Serious. Especially and then, for a guy who has an affinity for drums like yourself. And then a, a drummer that nobody knows. Again, I'll go with not a household name. A drummer that a lot of musicians know uh, and a band that a lot of musicians know. There was a band from Memphis in the 70s called Big Star. And it, the, the singer was a guy named Alex Chilton who had been in the box tops. Right. And the first version of The Letter, Give Me a Ticket on yeah, an Airplane. Sure. Well, he went on to start one of the great power pop bands of all time that went nowhere. They were on stacks for crying out loud. Man, and, uh, I remember stacks. Yeah, sta- you know Otis Redding and Sam and Dave. Right. I think and Isaac then, Hayes was on stacks. For yeah, a while. absolutely. So a Memphis uh, Brit British influenced early seventies power pop trio called Big Star, but their drummer Jody Stevens, who's still with us and still in Memphis, he's one of my absolute favorite rock and roll drummers of all time. Tremendous. Those big star records are great. Two great tips. Google them. Time. This is the last question in this group. Time you most feared for your life on the road. 
Um, I my first thought immediately takes me to Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, let me. Let and me may let I me, just me. say that thought took no time at all <laughs> yeah. to pop into your head. Yeah. There's a, and it was it was a time when I was actually tour, I was touring with a band called Stereophonics. They were it's, sure. a, it's a Welsh band. Yeah, and good friends of mine. And, and we Welsh had a, up in Glasgow. Uh, that's trouble. That's exactly right. And so. The singer of that band, Kelly Jones, is, is very well known throughout the United Kingdom. They were very successful over there. And we had a day off in Glasgow. This is in 2003. And he and I went around the corner to a pub to get a, bre- a, a lunch. And uh, it's, it's one in the afternoon, and we're having, you know, it's, it couldn't be more, more from a script. It's, you know, he got fish and chips, I got shepherd's pie, and we're having a pint. And we are just talking about life. And a guy, and it was a Friday afternoon, and a guy walked up to him in the thickest, as, as thick a Scottish accent as I've Which ever heard. Which un- is unlistenable. You cannot it's, make it out. No, it's a lot of R's, and, and, and that's yeah. about it. It sounds like a, a, a German raised in Iran being strangled. <laughs> that's exactly that's what, what sounds Sc- like. Scottish sounds like. And he looked at Kelly, and this guy's in his, probably in his late 30s, uh, not a kid, and he's wearing a bright fluorescent vest that says, I, I was just picking up litter on the highway. You know, he's like a right. He's, he's a okay. he's a worker of some Uh-oh. sort for the city or for the. So county. he's been drinking since. Six. And he's so he's already <laughs> and he's already stewed. It's one in the afternoon, and he looks at Kelly and he says, "Stereophonics," <laughs> and Kelly goes, "Hi," and he's like, <laughs> and he walked off. I literally I picked up the word stereophonics. He recognized right. Kelly, called him out, and he walked off. And Kelly waited about four beats. And he looked at me and goes, we got to go. <laughs> and I said, what? And he goes, come on, let's go, let's go, we got to go. And I said, what are you talking about? And he goes, this is trouble. And so. Oh, that's like soccer hooligan trouble. Yeah. And when you are in a place like that and, you know, <laughs> and it's like, it's one thing to know you're in trouble, but another to have no idea that there's trouble and then be told by someone who the, imminent the, trouble. The, the look in his eye is we're about to die. You wow. big lummox, get up and move. <laughs> and, and I said, okay. And I could tell he wasn't kidding at all. And we, he dropped some cash on the table and, uh, and we just walked out, but, but he got up and he walked out, but he didn't hurry. It was like a right. slow walk out of the mm-hmm. pub. And we hit the street, and he's motoring, and we are heading back to the hotel. And I'm like, yo, yo, what is going on? And he, he goes, no, look in that guy's eye. And he called me out, and he said this. I said, what did he actually say? And Kelly said, he said, oh, you're in stereophonics. I said, yeah. And then he referenced a show we had played here like five years ago. And, I, and, and the stereophonics had played in Glasgow. And they had gotten into a bit of a drunken toss-up with some of the fans after the show. Yeah, brother. And 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 he, and everybody knows Glasgow Glaswegians don't play. It's no. it's a hard it's a hard place. No, you think Italians have long memories? Yeah, yeah. And so, Ooh, brother. And Kelly said, the, and back then this is 2003, and the Brits were all over texting ahead of the Americans. Oh, really? when, when I started playing with them, I had to learn to text real fast. Wow. And. And he said, the guy said to me, oh, yeah, I was at that show. That's all he said was, oh, I was at that show. That's all he said. And then he immediately, Kelly went over, and then he's texting furiously, as in, that dude's here in the pub. Come over, and we're going to kill him now. So he was calling uh, out some, some mates to come beat so up. the Glaswegian the... was texting his butt off. Yeah, yeah. And Kelly said, oh. And then he went to the, and he walked oh, over really? the bar, and he, and he was telling other people, and they were all looking over and pointing at Kelly. Yeah. And, and he just. 
you know, his his and growing you're sitting up. Sitting there thinking, hey, they know us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and so Kelly, having grown up in a, a you know working playing the working man's clubs in Wales since he was twelve, he 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 could see he the he could see the smoke starting to r- yeah. rise from the corner. Yeah, that's but, that's impressive. But it's truly a moment when you know, like I said, when when he looked at me and like out of the, I'm completely like, this is so great. We're in Scotland. I love beer. I like shepherd's pie. We have to go. <laughs> Suddenly you're in a Captain America movie. Yeah. That horror story, oddly enough, brought to you by Crambulance, the multi-stop paramedic bus cuts your emergency travel bill by as much as 80% with Crambulance. <laughs> Time for the Fiery Four. Oh, wow. The Fiery Four. Steve Gorman here yes. from Steve Gorman Sports on Fox Sports Radio. He's got his own book coming out, a bunch of stuff. These are stories, Steve, that are ripped from today's headlines. So hot, Rick Pitino's trying to get them their own place on campus. (laughs) Fire number one, baseball's here. Who's your team? I think I know, but will they take the World Series? The Baltimore Orioles will take the World Series in a year to be determined. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not saying this year? Uh, No, no, because they have this thing in front of them called Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge. Yeah. New York is, uh, if that bullpen comes around for New York, they're, oh, they're, they're trouble for everybody. They are trouble for yeah, everybody. Yeah, my Minnesota Twins could win the Central and then just get mowed down in like one game by the Yankees. They the, might limit that playoff to one game. It, it might be one inning. Yeah, if the Twins, it's, it's a classic uh, Gorman tap of the first 12 the, I was going to say, the aforementioned 12 first. Fire number two. <laughs> Who's tougher, roadies or athletes? Oh, roadies. Oh, my God. <laughs> He didn't even have to think. No, if you give LeBron James a bad clam, he's out of work for three days. You give a roadie a bad clam, he just follows it with some glue. <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. Snort up some Elmer's kid. Get back to work. He's he's pushing one of those uh, uh, giant uh, crates onto the back of a truck somewhere, and then sleeping on top of it for nine hours. No, they live a life where you have blisters on top of blisters. I mean, wow. it's just there's nothing. Nothing stops those guys. Fire number three. Who's sleazier, rock and roll managers or sports agents? That's a tough one. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I think I got you there. What comes to mind is the fact that I've said several times in the last five years when people go, what's up with with talk radio? And I said, well, I I got sick of rock and roll, so I wanted to go somewhere where there were some real egos. Ouch. And you're not even talking national level yet. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about there's the, there's loving the sound. Talking of, to the guy in Lexington who thinks he's got the Mid-South locked up. There's loving the sound of your own voice. And then there's <laughs> then there's figuring out a way to inject the, your own voice into your own veins. And that's a, that's a, there's a lot of that going on <laughs> in the sports that's talk brilliant. world. Fire number four. Will soccer replace football in this country? And if so, tell me when so I can uh, time my fentanyl overdose for that year. <laughs> well, in, I know in, you're a big in, soccer guy. In, in my home, that happened years ago. But <laughs> uh, for as far as that spreading out, that the, the soccer virus, is uh, it's never going to replace fo- It will only replace football if football just goes away. Implodes. But it may with all the, uh, the brain stuff. I don't know. There's a scientific term for that. I can't remember it at this point. That's, yeah, there's. Brain uh, brain hurt. Brain brain hurt. Yeah, the brain, insane in the membrane. And then uh, then the whole, uh, there's a lot of controversy around football. Well, they tend to kind of shoot themselves in the foot a lot. They do. 
Well, maybe that's why they kneel down. I, th- I have a new slogan. They, you, you, they shot themselves in the foot. I have a new slogan for you if you want. This brought to you by the NFL, the big tobacco of professional sports leagues. <laughs> I like it. I may try it. Yeah. <laughs> and that brought to you by Miserati, the Jewish sports car. Now, <laughs> all right, brother, I understand you might have some questions for Chet. I do. I have a, I, I'd like to Pop ask you. Pop quiz Here's, with Steve Gorman. It's a, just a, it's a, how about a multiple choice? I love it. I'll and, take and, it. And I just, Ooh, that's a break for and, me. And now I realize, Chet, you may already, this may be real life experience for you. So mm-hmm. I might be just, I might be stumbling into something I didn't think about ahead of time. That's all right. Let's Would try. you rather, if you could, if you, you, let's just picture you. And another man sit down, have a few martinis, and tell war stories. Would you rather have that spent with the skipper from Gilligan's Island, Alan Hale, the guy that played Sam the Butcher on the Brady Bunch, or Mr. French from Family Affair? Skipper. Yeah, got to go the skipper. Got to go skipper. So I got that one right. Skipper, the reason you go skipper is because you know, A, hard drinker. Yeah, big time. B, a bit of a coxman from what I understand. (laughs) Which you wouldn't expect <laughs> back in those days. Uh, uh, Alan, see, Alan, no outlet to tell those stories <laughs> except you at that bar. Alan Hale and Hardy, they called him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was nothing junior about about him uh, below the waist. All right, question number two. I'm 1-0. Beatles or Stones? I'm going Stones. Oh, Chad. Yeah, sorry, I'm going Stones. Wow. I love the Beatles. like the way they write music. I got a friend who has a conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Regan, the comedian, oh, yeah. who believes that someone came in in the middle years of the Beatles when they got real sophisticated and weird stuff, yeah. and, and they just paid the guy like a billion dollars and said, hey, punch some of this up. <laughs> <laughs> punch some of this up. <laughs> just kinda, that's a Brian Regan theory. I'm not sure that that's that yeah, far hey. But I do, I love the Beatles, love the way they wrote. Yeah. But in terms of sh- if, I'm, if I'm listening to the radio, yeah. I'm, I'm, pr- I'm probably sticking with the Stones. Uh, okay. Longer than okay. I'm going to stick with a Beatles. Tip, tip to your friend Brian Regan. Google the name George Martin. <laughs> that guy <Okay>. actually did exist. <laughs> he produced all those. I don't know. There's a whole conspiracy theory around <laughs> George Martin. Yeah. All right. I'm one and one. Got that one wrong. Hit okay. me with another one. No, no. Uh, now we got to have a rubber match at least. Rubber match. Let's just make it easy. LeBron or Jordan? Best player. LeBron. No. Chet. Yeah. Um, LeBron. You're, Hands you're, down. You're, you're, you're a man of your of your. Wisdom and, and yes. from your generation is going with the the kid. Uh. Absolutely, uh, you know I saw Jordan play. Uh, I saw his dad, Michael Jordan, senior play. Uh, I saw a lot of those guys. I go all the way back to a uh, uh, Larry Keenan and the Memphis Tams. Uh, I've seen a lot of action. I've seen uh, I've seen uh, 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 you know white guys back when they could shoot. Yeah. Uh, you know I've seen I've seen I've seen Lenny Chapel. That's how far back I, I had drinks Dang. with Lenny Chapel. No kidding. Yeah, San Antonio before they were actually in the NBA. Before they were actually in the ABA. Uh, so I've seen a lot of players. LeBron, stronger, more versatile, uh, bit of a, a, a bit of a diva. Yeah. That's his problem. Sure. Jordan, never a diva on the court, just hogged the ball when yeah. he needed to yeah. and won the freaking game. But, but in terms of pure talent, I like uh, LeBron's game a little better. Wow. Okay. I, and I'm not arguing with you at all. I'm just surprised. I don't. I don't know too many people that uh, that remember that watched Jordan play that will yeah. give it up to LeBron. But I, I just I, think the game is like it's. For like, the record, I agree with you. It's like, uh oh, I'm oh, telling you, this might be the first pop quiz I ever won. <laughs> I if do. we stop now, oh, I, I got one more. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I got one yes. more. Right. I do agree with you, but but I, I because I will say this, and fun, luckily, on, there's a there's a. I've seen lately just a ton of um, uh, 
uh, GIFs. Is that what you call them on Twitter? GIFs, like, GIFs, GIFs, yeah, whatever, GIFs they whatever they are. Pictures. I don't know. A little quick, little quick, pics. little quick video Pics. bites. Same three and letters. It's, and it's just a series of uh, Jordan running past some of the worst defense you've ever seen, which yeah. was the 80s and early 90s Yeah, but NBA. then again, uh, you know. A lot of cement in those shoes back yeah, then. Yeah, true, but your bad defense now is like Carl Anthony Towns, and your bad defense back then was Paul Mokeski. <laughs> that's exactly so that's right, right. Yeah. yeah. That's why yeah. I give... That's why I give LeBron the night. You got one more question? I've got one more. All right, brother. Ooh, I've got to take this one or I'm tied. Dr. Pepper or Mr. Pip? Ooh. Uh, I'm going old school. I'm going Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Kind of hard to beat. Yeah, because you can heat up Dr. Pepper. Still tastes good. What the hell? Is that is true? That? Yeah. Never I knew mean, that. That's the way they used to sell it back in the 30s. <laughs> well, Black, it was cold. It back was then. actually Dr. It was like a do- It was like this is good for you. <laughs> exactly. Heat it up. Pour it on yeah. some peach cobbler. It's medicine. That pop quiz. Brought to you by Eyesore, the festival for ugly hot air balloons. All right, my friend. Thanks to my guest, Steve Gorman. Check out Steve Gorman Sports on Fox Sports Radio. Watch for his behind-the-scenes book on life with the Black Crows coming maybe next year, I think, sometime around then. 2019, baby. And follow him on Twitter at SGS Sports, right? SGS Fox. SGS Fox. There we go. I, uh, and uh, 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 pop, I pop on a show every Monday or so, so catch that, too. We, oh, the Waterhouse Weekend is, a, right, is, a, is a winner, baby. So follow me on that. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse. My buddy Jeff Cesario at Real Jeff Cesario. Thanks for listening. Spread the word around Podcast One and Apple Podcast. If you want more of me this weekend, everybody, Aunt Steve. I'm in Washington, D.C., covering the 45th annual last-minute tax return envelope throw. Can anyone... Beat last year's record 77-foot flat whip into a slotted mailbox by Reno Battaglia. Let's strap in and see this. It's Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.